This is Learning with Leslie. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie. It's a podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Sama from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 291, we're going to be talking about how to optimize your blog for success. Yes, we all have goals for our blogs, but you know what? In many cases, they may be loosely defined. Maybe we want to get more traffic. Maybe we want to get more people on our email list. Maybe we want our blog to start making money so that we can finally leave that job you hate. Regardless of what your goals are, there are steps that you can take to make sure that your blog is set up to accomplish those goals that you set. In today's episode, I'm going to walk you through a step-by-step process for doing just that. Some of these steps are things that I'm just doing now after nine years of blogging. I don't want you to take nine years to do them. I want you to accelerate your success by learning from my mistakes. So optimizing your blog for success, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing today? I hope you are having a fantabulous day. That's a fantastic and a fabulous day just mixed into one. We take it, we mush it together, and the result is we have a fantabulous day. Hope your day is going well so far. This is episode 291. Oh, wait a minute. That's nine episodes away from 300. I just realized that. What am I going to do for the 300th episode? Okay, I need to do something. If you have an idea of something that I can do for my 300th episode, let me know. All right, this is episode 299, 291. Come to slash 291 to let me know. And you can also find details, show notes there, including any of the links, the resources that I mentioned. If you miss anything, it'll all be there. But I also want you to come by. And give me an idea for episode 300. What am I going to do? Oh, my word. Oh, that's exciting. Anyhow, today we are talking about optimizing your blog for success. And why are we talking about that? Okay, first, first let's talk about the problem. Because here's what happens often. Many of us, myself included, you know, we start a blog um, we create content, and then we create more content, and that content gets added to the previous content, and now we just have a ton of content. But maybe, you know, we, we, it's not structured in a way that is really focused on helping us accomplish our goals. You know, when I started my blog, it was about freebie websites. I'm not going to go into what all of that means right now, but it was about freebie websites. It was something called freebie trading. And then eventually I evolved and I started talking more about blogging. And, and quite frankly, I've been through a number of different iterations since I started. And the end result is you end up with a blog. It has a lot of content. And after a while, you know, I have like um, I think around 650 posts on my blog right now. After a while, you realize that, man, there's a lot of stuff that's all over the place. And you know what? Your blog may not be optimized to, to accomplish the goals that you have for your business and for your blog. And, and you know what? We, we spoke about this a little bit last week, actually a lot last week when it comes to goal, goals. Um, Oftentimes, we don't even have goals. or We don't think about those goals in the structure of our blog. We don't think about those goals as we are creating our content. And as I said in last week's episode, a goal without a plan is just a wish. And that sounds great. No, I didn't say it. I quoted it from Antoine de Saint-Exupéry, a French guy. Um, a goal without a plan is just a wish. And the end result... Because we don't have a plan when it comes to structuring our blog and structuring our content, um, the structure of our blogs don't end up being in being it, it's not it doesn't end up being in line with our goals as loosely defined as those goals may be. 
and the end result is it's, it, your, your blog is kind of like a maze, right? You, you have a maze. There's no clear path. Um, it's really difficult to get to where you want to go. And your blog visitors come. They consume content, but they don't have a clear path to follow. And what ends up happening as a result of that is that there's a lot of wasted energy. And we don't accomplish our goals as quickly as is possible or we don't accomplish our goals at all. Here's the thing. If there is no clear path, everyone wastes time and energy. When I say everyone, I mean you. You are wasting time as you create your content. You are wasting energy as you're creating your content. Your, your blog visitors, your blog readers, your podcast listeners, your video watchers, your social media engagers, all that good stuff, they are wasting time and energy because you didn't take the time, or in this case, I didn't fully take the time to make sure that my blog was optimized for success. Now, fortunately for you, you're listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> so, so you are going to have the steps that you need to take in order to make sure that your blog is optimized. You know, last week we spoke about um, uh, creating a, a, a content calendar. And it was the same concept, right? If you don't think about your goals, if you don't plan out the steps, in the, the, the content that you're going to create in order to accomplish those goals, you're not going to be as, effect, uh, as efficient when it comes to actually accomplishing those goals. And that is not a situation we want for you. So we're going to get into how to, how to make sure that doesn't happen. So the first thing we want to do is talk about what to do before you even start trying to optimize your blog. Before you start optimizing your blog, I want you to ask, I want you to answer a few questions. All right. Now, this is a, I, I did an episode on this and I just realized this was in 2014 and I need to revisit this concept and kind of dig deeper into it with the, the knowledge that I've gotten since then. So the, the first question you want to answer is this. What is your primary goal? What is your primary goal? Now, note that I notice that I didn't say what are your primary goals? Primary means one, right? We're referring to one. I want you to start with one goal. What is the ultimate goal? All right. Now, if I think about my business, you know, I have my podcast, I have videos that I do, I have content that I create and all that good stuff. And ultimately, the way that I am able to grow my business is on the back end, I have my Become a Blogger Coaching Club where I help people start and grow their blogging businesses. So, my primary goal is to get people into my coaching club. And when I say primary goal, I mean primary goal in terms of growing your business. Of course, I have goals of providing value and nurturing relationships and all that good stuff. But when it comes to the business aspect of what I'm doing, my primary goal is to get people into my coaching club. And that's it. What is your primary goal? With my biology blog, I have a study guide that I sell. That would be my primary goal. Get people to purchase my study guide. For you, it may be that you have a recipe book, a recipe ebook that you are trying to sell. That may that could be your primary goal. I want you to define that one primary goal. One primary goal and if you're thinking yeah but i got so many other goals too i you know i want to do this stop stop it stop it right now stop relax we're gonna get there we are starting with one primary goal okay so that's the first question second question is what is the clearest path to getting to that goal so when someone comes to your blog what is the easiest way for you to help them to get to that goal? Okay, that's the second question you're going to answer. The third question, okay, and this is for those of you before who are saying, but yeah, I have all these goals, blah, 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 blah. I want you to answer the question, 
what are your secondary goals? Now, we're going to talk about the clearest path in a little bit. So don't, if you're thinking, wait, you didn't go into class, don't worry. We're going to get there. So what are your secondary goals? So it may be things like increasing your affiliate income, um, getting coaching clients, speaking at events, um, promoting certain services that you have, or whatever the case might be. What are your secondary goals? And then for each of those goals, what is the clearest path to getting to those goals? It's the same, same concept, right? What's the goal? And what's the easiest way, the path of least resistance, the clearest path to get to those goals. Now, I want to give you a general idea of what this could look like. And this is what it usually looks like for bloggers. Le generally speaking, your goal is to make some kind of a sale, whether it's your product, a membership site, an affiliate product, a service, or whatever the case might be. That is your ultimate goal when it comes to growing your business. And the clearest path to that could be something like this. Someone sees a link to your site on Facebook and the content looks interesting, the title looks interesting, the picture looks interesting and all that good stuff, they click over to that link or they go to Google, they do a search and they see that you have the answer to that particular search, that question that they're asking, they click over to that link. So someone clicks a link to visit your blog. Then they consume content. That's why they came there, right? They want to they wanna find that solution to that problem. They want to know what's so funny about da-da-da-da-da, whatever the case might be, all right? They consume that content. While consuming that content or after consuming that content, they see that there's a highly relevant resource and they have to opt in in order to get it. And why that is one of the clearest paths is because there's a low barrier to entry. It's the next logical step. They don't have to pull out their credit card because they may not know you as yet and they may not trust you or, or whatever the case might be. Getting them to opt in, that's a relatively low barrier to entry. And once they opt in, you then follow up with content that helps them solve a specific but highly relevant problem. Highly relevant problem. It's re it relates to the reason why they signed up. And then, ultimately, it becomes clear that the next logical step is for them to buy. Does that make sense? They click the link. They visit your site. They consume your content. They see that highly relevant resource. They opt in to get it. And they, once they opt in, you follow up with stuff that's valuable to them, helping them solve a specific highly relevant problem to the point where it becomes clear that the next logical step is for them to buy. That is, that's kind of like a summary of your entire business, relatively speaking. You know, a few details in here and there, whatever the case might be. But that's pretty much a summary of how, it, how you build that blogging business. Now, here's the key. Any distraction from that path makes the goal less likely. I must say that again. Any distraction from that path makes the goal less likely. And I want you to start thinking about what, what, what are some of those potential distractions. I'm going to give you some examples. Um, some of the distractions or some of the obstacles might be your content is it's hard to find. If they can't find it or if it's hard for them to find well, obviously, they're not going to go through the rest of the steps. They're not going to consume your content. They're not going to opt in because of that awesome resource you created or anything of that sort. So number one, your content is hard to find. Number two, it's hard for them to see what your blog or your content is about. They come to your blog, and um, it has an, an interesting name. There's no clear um, tagline. It doesn't say what this is about or what value they're going to get from it. And if they don't know what it's about they're going to be less likely to continue on down those steps. They see irrelevant content. <laughs> irrelevant content. You know, I mentioned um, when I started my blog, it was about freebie trading. Well, someone comes to my let's say someone comes to my blog today. They, they really want to learn about blogging, and then they see an article about freebie trading. They click through to get to that article, and they're like, what in the world is this? What does this have to do with me? I am gone. All right, I have a client, just as an example, um, and I think 
uh, there's so many of us ha that have content like this, but this is this is actually a very unique one. Um, one of the blog, one of the the posts on her blog that gets the most traffic is nine ways to get the pee smell out of your bathroom. <laughs> now here's the problem: it actually has absolutely nothing to do with the topic of her blog. So while it does generate traffic, it's irrelevant. Now. Any attempt to create content just for the clicks, just because you know this can get traffic, if it doesn't align from your goal, that is irrelevant and that's a, that's a distraction. Now, there are some exceptions to this, uh, to this, not rule, but this guideline. But in some cases, you might create content that is not necessarily directly related to the content of your blog, but maybe it's related to getting, uh, helping your audience to connect with you as a person. That could be very valuable. I've done a few of these in the past where I've shared personal stories and so on, and my audience resonate. You guys resonate with that. All right, so that that is an exception. Okay, let's continue. What are some other obstacles? Banner ads. <gasps> I know some of you are like, no, don't talk about the banner ads. Don't they make me money? But you know what? It is a distraction. We're gonna we're gonna uh, address this because this doesn't mean. Uh, don't have any ads on your site, but we're going to talk about that a little later. Another obstacle is that there's a high barrier to entry. Now, you remember I said, what's the next logical step? You want to make it clear. You want to make it easier. Well, if it takes a lot of work in order to take that next logical step, they're going to be less likely to take the step. So, for example, if they need to put in their first name, last name, um, middle name, uh, email address, telephone number, social security number, anything of that, so you keep adding things for them to do, it makes it harder, and uh, the, the barrier to entry is a little higher, and they're going to be less likely to do it. All right? So those are some of the distractions. Now that we've covered that, let's go into the how-to. How do you optimize your blog for success. Now, as I go into this, I want you to understand that this is important for you to understand. What I'm talking about today, I'm going to go through and lay out what I consider to be ideal, the kind of like the perfect scenario. However, we live in a real world. In reality, uh, no situation is perfect. No blog is perfect. If you are not doing all these things, don't beat yourself up because I'm not necessarily doing all of these things, but I have the ideal in my mind and I'm constantly working toward the, uh, towards that ideal, okay? So that's how I want you to take what I'm gonna say from here on, all right? With that, let's go. Number one, let's start from the beginning. When setting up your blog, when deciding on your blog topic, I just want to touch this brief, briefly. It's a good idea to choose a name that makes sense. So, for example, become a blogger. Um, uh, uh, I have a client that has a blog, Frugal Living Northwest. I have another client, 365 Cincinnati. Uh, you know that that's about Cincinnati. You know that mine is about starting a blog or becoming a blogger. Frugal Living Northwest. That's all about frugal living for people in the Northwest. Social Media Examiner. Um, by, by just hearing these names... You kind of have an idea about what you're going to get when you go to that blog. Now, I know, I know this is not always possible. And in some cases, you may choose not to do that. And that's okay. This is not a deal breaker. You may choose to go with LeslieSamuel.com, your name. Dot, what, you, no, you don't choose to go with LeslieSamuel.com. But you may choose to go with yourname.com or .net or whatever this, the case might be. The, the, the name that you may want it may not be available because there's so many people blogging and having websites on there that the, you are good URLs might be taken, and you might just want to come up with something creative. That's fine. But in a perfect world, your name makes sense. It gives an idea about what value I'm going to get when I come to your blog. All right, so that's number one. Now, number two, have a tagline that clearly states what your blog is about. So whether or not your the name of your blog make sense in terms of letting people know what your blog is about, you can accomplish that with your tagline. 
Okay, so some examples. Changing the world one blog at a time. Now, that's not perfect because it's kind of kind of metaphorical. It's kind of, you know, but it gives you an idea that this blog is about having an impact by helping people start blogs that can have an impact in the world. All right? Uh, social media examiner, just as an, an, another example, um, your guide to the social media jungle. Now, when you hear that, um, if you are thinking, man, this social media stuff, this social media stuff is overwhelming, that resonates with you. It gives you an idea about what the blog is about. Another example from a past client, a redefined mom. Here's, her, here's the, the, the description that she has. A grown-up mom's take on style, beauty, home, and living well. You have a great idea now about who this blog is for and what it's all about. So you want to make it clear. You want to make it clear by having a tagline that makes sense and then emphasizing that somewhere on your site in a prominent way. So, for example, you can have it be below your logo. It can be, you know, when someone comes to your site, there's a welcome message right at the top and they see that tagline. They know exactly what your blog is about and what value they're going to get from it. Okay, so choose a name that makes sense. Have a tagline that clearly states what your blog is about. And now let's go on to the next one. This one is basic, and I want to cover it because it's a technical detail that I want you to be aware of. And hopefully, if you've been following me for a little while, you're already doing this. But it has to do with search engine optimization. If people... If you, you want to make sure that Google is happy. You want to make sure that Google is your friend, even though we know that Google does have mood swings. <laughs> they, Google can help you get traffic. It can send you lots of traffic on a daily basis. For my sites, Google is the number one referrer of traffic. But here's the thing, search engine optimization, I know it's it's one of those things where sometimes you hear about it and it's kind of like, oh, it gets all technical. I don't know what to do. I want to give up on this blogging thing. No, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Here's what I want you to do. Install the Yoast SEO plugin. Hopefully you're using WordPress. And if you are using WordPress, install that plugin Get familiar with how to use it to optimize all of your blog content. Just make sure to do this. It's really not that technical. It's not that difficult. You can just, I mean, go to YouTube and do a search for how to optimize your blog, you know, how to, a Yoast SEO tutorial or something of that sort. And you'll see exactly how to do it. It's not that complicated. That is going to increase the chances that people are going to be, um, are going to find your site. Okay, it's going to increase the likelihood. Um, it's not a magic bullet, but it really does help you to optimize your content. Okay, install that plugin. Okay, we're still talking about getting people to your site. Um, and one of the ways to get people to your site, so the next way to optimize your blog, is by making sure you install a social sharing plugin. So important because social media is such a a, a, a great driver of traffic in 2017 that it just makes sense for you to make it as easy as possible for people to share your content with their friends, with their followers, with the people that they have influence over, all that good stuff. So make it easy. If you go to your site and it's, if I come to your site and it's not immediately clear how to share it, you know, you're going to have, you're going to make me have to do extra work I'm going to have to go to the blog, get to the blog post. I'm going to have to copy the URL. Then I have to jump over to Facebook. I have to paste the URL in there. And then I have uh, so much work. I know it doesn't sound like a lot. But every extra step that I have to take will make it less likely than I, that I will actually share it. Now, the, pl the plugin that I recommend, I used to re recommend multiple plugins. There's only one I recommend now, um, and that is Social Warfare. I didn't used to only recommend that because it's a it was a, a premium plugin. You have to pay for it, um, and I think it's well worth the cost. But some people can't pay um, f for whatever reason. Now, fortunately, they've just 
within the last month or two, released a free version of it. So I, it, it's the plugin I recommend, Social Warfare. You can go to becomeablogger.com slash warfare. I'll have links to that in the show notes, of course, and you can check that out. And the reason why I recommend it, especially with the premium version, it really gives you control over your social sharing preferences to increase the chances of your content being seen. So for example, uh, you you can decide um, when they share it on Facebook, this is the picture that I wanted to see. This is the title and description that I wanted to see. Um, wh when someone tweets it out, this is the exact tweet that I wanted to have. Um, it, it, when someone shares it on Pinterest, this is the, 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 the vertical image that I want to show. Uh, it, it just helps you to really optimize all of that. And that is a good thing for getting exposure to your blog on social media. You want to be in control of that message. All right. So that's that. The next thing is something that I am I'm starting to, to focus on much more than before. Now, that is this. You want to choose a conversion-focused theme. By that I mean you want to choose a, a theme that focuses on people on getting people to take specific actions like signing up to your email list and hitting the buy button and all that good stuff. Now there are many WordPress themes out there, but there are some that are are optimized for getting people to take that action. Um, I am actually right now switching out my WordPress theme. I'm working on the design now, and I am using a theme from Thrive Themes, becomeablogger.com slash Thrive Themes. I'll link to all of that in the show notes. But what it is, what, what's, what's cool about Thrive Themes is that it comes with all kinds of built-in features to get people to sign up to your email list. Like, that's their main focus, how can I optimize the, the layout of this blog, the design of this blog, to get people on the email list? So it comes with all kinds of forms built in, opt-in forms, um, call to action buttons, and other features with the focus of getting people to take some kind of action. And that action has to do with joining your list or even purchasing your products. So I highly recommend for you to find a WordPress theme. Now, if, this really can be accomplished with any theme. Some themes just take a lot more work in order to make that happen. So if you can't get a Thrive Themes or, or another theme that has really nice forms or anything of that sort, don't worry. Um, this is just, I'm, I'm trying to get you to understand the concept of making sure you make it as easy as possible for people to, to join that email list and to take the next step beyond that. Now, if you don't have a, a conversion-focused theme, um, there are some additional tools that you can use to add forms, to add pop-ups, and so on to your site, which will increase the chances that people will actually opt into your blog, I mean, to your email list. Um, the ones that I recommend, the top one I recommend is Optin Monster, becomeablogger.com. Anything is just becomeablogger.com slash such and such. Those are going to be my affiliate links. Um, so I do get a commission for referring you, but I'm referring you to these things because these are the things that I use I love, and I know they are helping me to grow my business, and I think they can help you to do the same thing. So Optin Monster, and then there's Thrive Leads. That's the same. That's by the same company, Thrive Themes, but they allow you to add forms, pop-ups, and and all kinds of really things that are focused on getting people to to take that action of joining your email list. Okay, so you can check those out. Now, at a bare minimum. Let's say you don't want to invest in a new WordPress theme. You don't want to invest in one of these plugins. At a bare minimum, whatever email marketing service you are using, they have the ability to create forms. You want to create forms, make them look as attractive as possible, um, really focus on what you need to do to, to get people to want that resource, and add them to strategic loc locations in your blog. And we're going we're gonna to go into more of that in a little bit. All right. So that is, those are some of the, the, the first things that I want you to focus on. Next, let's talk about your lead magnet. Now, a, a lead magnet is basically something that you create and you create it for the purpose of trying to 
motivate people or incentivize people to, to hit that subscribe button, to join your email list. So it might be a free uh, ebook, it could be a free e-course, or, or whatever the case might be. Now, here's the thing. We've spoken about this before, but if you really want it to be effective, it has to be highly relevant to whatever experience they are having at the moment on your blog. So whatever experience they are having, the, the lead magnet that they, that's there ideally should be the next logical step. So, so you want to make sure that this lead magnet is solving a very specific problem. All right, you want to make sure that it is solving a specific problem. There is a specific outcome. Um, there's a specific outcome that your the, the subscriber is going to get by getting access to that resource that helps them solve a specific problem. Here's the psychology, right? If they just consumed a bunch of your content, they are primed to take that next step. It makes sense. So the next step has to be the next logical step. And it could be simple. It could be a one-page PDF. Whatever the case might be, it just has to help them solve a specific problem. Okay, so we've created that lead magnet. Um, and I'm, uh, in, in later episodes, I'm going to go even in, in, in more detail on how you can do this and so on. The next thing you want to do is make that opt-in a prominent feature of your blog. I don't, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to have to dig for it. I every time I go to a blog, and I have to work to see how to get a resource. It just, it 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 hurts my heart a little bit. All right, and with my own blog, that has been the case. My own blog has been hurting my heart. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> it's terrible. I want you to go to your blog. I want you to go to your blog right now. And when you go to your blog, I want you to answer this question. Is it really obvious how I can get more value from you? And you know what? Don't just go to your blog. I want you to open it and just like turn your eyes away from it. And then turn your eyes to it for like two seconds and then turn back away. And ask yourself the question, did I see where I could get more value. I want it to be that obvious. So here are some ways that you can do that. Your home page. Your home page is usually one of the most highly visited, highly trafficked uh, pages on your blog. And what most of us do, myself included, up until right now that I'm making this change, is that it just lists your most recent blog posts. If you're doing that, that's a lot of opportunities. That's that's a huge opportunity that you're missing. Don't just show your blog post. I want well, here's what I want you to do. I want you to highlight your opt-in and then also maybe highlight a few actions that they can take that will be the most helpful to them. Okay? So, I want you to highlight the most important stuff on your home page because so many people are going there. You don't want them to go and just leave. You want them to go and see the value. Now, in addition to your homepage, there are some other places on your blog that you can add opt-in forms that, that are going to be in strategic locations. So, for example, the sidebar, right at the top of the sidebar, in other words, above the fold. When we say above the fold, we mean they don't have to scroll in order to see it. Make it prominent right there, the top of your sidebar. What about within your content? Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, they're, they're reading my content. You don't want to distract them with an opt-in. Stop thinking that. If they're reading your content, they are being primed to take that next logical step. So put it there. What about the bottom of your post? If I just finish your 1,500-word post, I'm obviously very interested in that content. So have an opt-in form right there. What about the bottom of your blog? I'm scrolling down to see what else you offer. Put it right there because they are being primed. They are priming themselves to take that next logical step. And it's your duty to make that step obvious. Now, 
Let's talk about the copy. Let's talk about the words that you put in that opt-in solution. All right, this is going to be, I hope all, you're finding all of this practical, but this is going to be very practical. If you do have an opt-in form, I want you to go to it right now. You can pause this if you want. Go to your opt-in form right now and read what, what it says. Now, is it phrased as a benefit or is it phrased as a solution to a problem? By now, you should know which one of those are the better options because people are going to take action to solve a pain point. They're going to be less likely to take action to get a benefit. But if, if I'm struggling with something, then I'm going to be more likely to take action when I see that you have a solution. So I'll give you some examples. I have a, a 2017 blog calendar spreadsheet, and I'm going to be updating that every year. So regardless of what year you, you listen to this, it's still going to be relevant. I could say, get my 2017 blog calendar spreadsheet. Enter your email, your name and email below. Okay, it, it'll work, but it could be better. And how I can make it better is by emphasizing the pain. How do I do that? Instead of get my 2017 blog calendar spreadsheet, blog content calendar spreadsheet, I could say, are you struggling to come up with blog content? Or are you struggling to keep your blog content flowing? For my biology blog, my opt-in says, are you struggling to pass that biology class? Do you see the difference? We are focusing on that pain. Do you have this struggle? And if you say yes, I have the solution. And all I need, all you got to do is enter your name and email address. It's not a lot of work. That's all you got to do. So you want to emphasize the pain and then offer the solution. So go to your opt-in form. Read what it says. If you don't see pain in there, change it. Let's move on. Of course, it, it's nice to have a cover graphic. Get some, someone to design a nice little graphic that, that represents the product, whether it's an e-cover or, or a screenshot or whatever the case might be. Have that. That'll help because people can get a glimpse of what they're going to get. All right. So that's about getting people to opt in. Remember, we're optimizing our blog so that we get people to do the next logical step. And in most cases, that first next logic, first next, does that make sense? That, that initial next logical step, something about that sentence sounds strange. <laughs> but that initial step is to join your email list. Because here's the thing. People will come to your, come to your blog all the time. If they see one random article, if they leave, that's a missed opportunity. But if they opt in, then you can communicate with them over and over. And now let's talk about that process. You want to optimize that follow-up process. So here's the thing. When someone opts into your blog, what they are telling you is, you know what? I'm interested. I'm interested in what you have to offer. But here's the reality. That interest can disappear relatively quickly. I mean, come on. We're all busy. There's so many things to do. But, and there are also so many distractions, so many people trying to get our attention, people trying to buy our attention, people trying to steal our attention. Um, you want to make sure that they're not falling by the wayside. So you want to provide a follow-up sequence that nurtures them by, by doing three things. Make sure it's providing value. Make sure it is providing value. Make sure it is providing value. In other words, it may be helping them solve a problem that is valuable. It may be helping them solve a problem. That is valuable. And I said that twice just to emphasize it. It may be um, uh, uh, sharing uh, tips with them that can help them to take their business or their cooking or their biology grades to the next level, whatever the case might be. It needs to be providing value. This next point is very important, and it's not one that I used to focus on a lot, but I want to focus on it much more. You want to give them quick wins. Quick and 
easy wins. So for example, when you download my, my 2017 blog calendar spreadsheet, you can spend a little bit of time, and by spending that little bit of time, you are setting your entire year up for success. That's a quick win. That is why I went from doing a blog uh, blueprint, a 10-hour blog business blueprint where you know it's, it's just kind of giving you a blueprint and some concepts that are important and all that good stuff, and then you can maybe just leave and never pay attention to it. A spreadsheet is a utility that gives you a quick win. It helps you organize all of your content so that it reaches your goal. I mean, it just makes perfect sense. So give them quick wins. What are some things that you can give them? If you're a recipe blogger, give them an easy recipe that when they try it, their mouth, every time they hear the name of that recipe, their mouth will water. That is a quick win. And they're going to attribute that win to you. So your, your follow-up sequence should provide value. It should give quick wins. And it should, I mean, when I say quick, I mean it should be happening immediately. When I say immediately, they get that immediately and they can take a simple action that leads to a result. And it should also expose them to the next logical step. I remember I had some, uh, no, not I had, there were a number of people that have emailed me in the past Telling me things like, man, I wish I could join, you know, a training program that could teach me how to blog. It shows me everything from A to Z. It, 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 I, ha I can get answers to the questions. Why don't you create something like that? And I'm like, what are you talking about? That's the main thing I have. But I didn't expose them to that. I didn't make it very clear that there is that next logical step. So make sure your follow-up sequence exposes them to that next logical step. So I want you to go through your autoresponder sequence if you have one. If you don't have one, I want you to create one. Does it provide value? What are the quick wins that you're giving them? And does it expose them to the next logical step? All right? That's optimizing the follow-up. We're going to dig much deeper into this in future episodes, but I wanted to kind of prime you for that in this episode. All right, let's continue on. What do you do? Oh, let's recap really quick. Choose a name that makes sense. Have a tagline that clearly states what your blog is about. Install Yoast SEO and get familiar with how to use it and optimize each post. Install a social sharing plugin like Social Warfare. Choose a conversion-focused theme. Theme, not team. Um, it's team if you're in, in, in the Caribbean. Choose a conversion-focused team, all right? And then create a lead magnet. Make the opt-in a prominent feature of your blog and optimize the follow-up. Now, let's talk about those secondary goals. Once you have decide, decided on your primary goal, once that goal is clear, I want you to pick a secondary goal. But I want you to pick one secondary goal. Yes, I love that word, one. I love that number. It's such a happy number. One is for the way you look. Wait, no, that's not it. L is for, oh, wow, that's totally different. I just got sidetracked. Never mind. Let's continue with this. Pick one secondary goal, and I want you to follow a similar procedure. For that person that's visiting your site, what is the next logical step that will bring them closer to that goal? So let's say your secondary goals are to promote affiliate products. What could be a next logical step there? Could it be to have a resource page where if they're looking for resources, they can go there and find those resources. Let's say the next one of your goals is to get people to follow you on Facebook or to like, like your page on Facebook, follow you on Twitter, connect with you on social media. What's the next logical, what's the, what's the uh, next logical step and where can you put that so that it brings them just a little closer to your goal? So for example, when someone subscribes to your blog and they go to a thank you page, they get that download, why not right there have something there that gets them a little closer to that goal of getting them to follow you on social media? Why not ask them right there on the thank you page? Or if the next logical step is another opt-in, another lead magnet that leads them down that path, another path, 
then you go through a similar process like you did before. So you can pick one secondary goal and go through this entire process. And then once you've done that for the secondary goal, go to another secondary goal and such and such, or tertiary goal. Should we call it that? Whatever you want to call it. In other words, take one of these goals at a time and build out the process before moving on to the next. So that's dealing with secondary goals. Now, once you've done all of this, there's a next important step. And this is the most painful step. This is the step that you might say, no, Leslie, you just took it too far. I'm turning off this podcast episode, but don't turn it off. Just, just bear with me. We're just going to be a few more minutes. This next step is called ruthless elimination. Ruthless elimination. What do I mean by ruthless elimination? Once you've determined what your goals are, and once you've started this process of optimizing your blog, I want you, are you ready for this? I want you to analyze every element of your blog, every single thing that is on your blog. And while analyzing it, I want you to answer this question. I want you to ask and answer this question. How does this help my, bro my blog lead reader take the next logical step that brings them closer to the goals that I've set? How does that element, that image, that banner, that whatever, help them take the next logical step that brings them closer to the goal? And if it doesn't, ruthlessly eliminate it, remove it from your blog, burn it to the ground, act as if it never existed in the first place. Because you know what? Every distraction makes your goal less likely. Now, there are going to be some exceptions to this. And this is where you have to do a cost-benefit analysis because we know that every distraction comes with a cost. But some distractions are actually worth it. So, for example, if you're getting a lot of traffic, at that point, you may be able to justify the, the distraction of having ads because you know that it will bring in enough revenue to help you to build your blog even better, to provide even more value, and to build a bigger business. At that point, you know what? It's worth it. But if you're getting a few hundred visitors a month or something of that sort, or even a few thousand visitors a month, is it worth having all the distractions of ads on your site to make a few cents? Absolutely not. Ruthless elimination. Ruthless. Say it with me. Ruthless elimination. Isn't it a beautiful thing? It is. All right. I want to give you two miscellaneous things, and then we're going to end on a question, and we're going to wrap it up. Um, miscellaneous thing number one, your about page. You know what? In, in many cases, your about page is one of the, high, the, 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 the most visited pages on your, on your blog. And if that's the case, which it usually is, don't waste that opportunity. Do not waste it. Here's what you want to do. You want to capture their attention almost immediately, or if not immediately. I want to give you an example of how I did this on my biology blog. Now, when you come to a biology blog, there are certain expectations you have. I can almost guarantee you that you don't expect to go to the About page and hear something like this. How can a site about, a bi about biology built by one guy reach over 2.7 million people all over the world? So here's the real deal. We all know that there are many people out there who don't like biology. Okay, okay. There are even many out there who hate it with a passion. I know it's hard to believe such a fascinating topic with so much valuable information and people actually don't like it. Can you fancy that? Here's the thing. I have a theory. 
My theory is that most people who don't like it don't like it because of the way it was taught to them. A bunch of $100 words by a very, quote-unquote, intelligent teacher. Now, I'm not trying to bash on teachers because they, we, are important. However, sometimes it's necessary to break down concepts into little bite-sized chunks. Now, I want you to pay attention to a few things here. Note that there's personality in there. Note that there's social proof where I say, you know, one biology um, site by one guy reach over 2.7 million people all over the world. That's some social proof. But it also emphasizes the pain and it leads into the solution. Capture their attention immediately. Use some of these elements. Put some personality in it. And this goes for all of your content. Put some personality in it. And then make the next logical step very clear. Yes, even on your About page, have that opt-in as the solution to the problem that they are struggling with that they just read about on that About page. Last point. Make it easy for people to contact you because here's the thing. Some people are going to need some additional convincing um, by being able to speak to you directly. Have a contact form. Make it clear how they can contact you um, by doing that. Okay? That's it. I, I want to leave you with a question. And the question is, you know, we've gone through a whole lot of things that you can do. And once again, this was kind of like me dumping all the ideals on you. But I want to make sure you take action. So my question for you is, what is one thing, one, you know, there's that word one again. What is one thing that you're going to do to optimize your blog just a little more? What is that one thing? Come back to becomeablogger.com slash 291. This was episode 291. So go to becomeablogger.com slash 291. If you missed anything, it'll all be there. Make sure to answer the question because I want to I hear from you. Hey, one of the ways that you can definitely take action is by creating a blog content calendar. I spoke about this last episode, and this can help you go a long way in helping you know that the content you are creating, you're creating the kind of content that will help you accomplish the goals that we spoke about in today's episode. It's going to help you decide on what your main focus is and, and what kind of content you need to create to accomplish those goals. Well, fortunately, I created a spreadsheet for you that can help you do just that. It's my 2017 blog content calendar spreadsheet, and you can get it at becomeablogger.com slash calendar. It's that simple. Download it. You're going to get a video walkthrough and be surprised at how much time you can save by coming up with a content plan and then taking action on that plan. Want to crush the goals for this year? Create the right content at the right time to accomplish the right goals. Becomeablogger.com slash calendar. This is Leslie Samuel here from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless.